Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Catching Up with the Nerds with your hosts, Tom and JC. This is a podcast about two dads that are catching up on all the nerdy stuff we missed, sharing how we pass on our nerdy passions to our kids, and deep diving into nerd pop culture to make it more accessible for you. What do you nice. think, Tom? That's a beautiful, beautiful intro you got there. Thank you for nice, it. <laughs> Thank you for that. We, we try, we try, we try. We try. Uh, all right, so uh, we should probably do intros in terms of uh, who are you? Who is this person I'm podcasting with? <laughs> who are you? Oh my God. Um, how long are you got? Really? Who are you? <laughs> um, right, so Tom, that's my name. And um, wh- where did we start really? Well, I was born and raised in France, uh, France and then moved to the UK at the age of 20. And that's where I spend most, well, no, 50-50 now, getting, getting close to 40 years old. So I've done half my life in France, half my life in the UK. There's no, can you believe that? It's pretty mad. Um, I've got two kids, uh, a girl who's now turned 11 over the summer, and Aww. a boy who is three and a half years old, uh, almost, well, before in March. Um, been married for what now? 13 years oh yeah i checked my wedding ring yesterday so yeah 13 years <laughs> 2007 um that, uh, that will a... come back that will come back in in this podcast that will be mentioned again um so yeah that's me that's me i love uh, i love video games i love movies and i love sports nice uh <laughs> Yes. So uh, I am the other half of the podcast. This is a JC Garay. Uh, I was born originally in Honduras. Uh, I moved to the US when I was 18. And just like you, dude, had that really weird realization a few years ago that I've been living outside of my home country for more than half my life. So yep. it's uh, a bit odd. Uh, but uh, yeah, I moved to the UK in 2006. And um, that's where that's where Tom and I met uh, when we were living in London and yep. uh, moved back to Portland in 2016, have been in doing the West Coast thing ever since. And I've got also an 11-year-old boy uh, because uh, that's where Tom and I met when we yep. were in labor preparation class where we were just <laughs> sitting there going like, yes, we will do none of these things because it's really down to our wives to do this, but we're going to be supportive. Yeah. <laughs> just nod, uh, just nod. And just nod, just nod. I go like, yes. Um, and um, uh, that's it. I've got an 11-year-old uh, son and a five-year-old daughter. Uh, the older one is Aiden and our, our youngest daughter is Arabelle. And I am the graphic novel guy. I love my graphic novels and comics. Uh, I love movies and, and series. And I also dabble a little bit in the world of video gaming. Uh, and, and I love sports too. Namely, uh, so. <laughs> namely basketball. I think that's one of the uh, other things we've got in common. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I, I had to say that. I was going to get any cred. Like I, I like, I love, I like sports too. I'm like not a total nerd. And beers and nachos. Yes. Yeah. Especially things. when I crush them in my forehead. That, yes. That's because I, because I totally know how to do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this particular uh, podcast uh, episode, we are looking into PlayStation. Uh, this is your introduction. If you were never into PlayStation, this should give you an introduction of how to get into PlayStation games. If you have been into PlayStation but dipped out like we did, this is a good opportunity mm. to jump back in because we've got a major event coming up with PlayStation 5 being released very shortly, uh, which we're anticipating. So we're going to give you a little bit of a, of a deep dive of just like why you should care 
care about all the PlayStation models? Why should you care about PlayStation? And why should you jump back into it with us nerds and uh, check yeah. it out again? Uh, so, Still a program, so, you know, there's a, there's a lot to go through here. So, um, you know, fasten your seatbelt. Yes, we'll let's get try, into it. We'll try, we'll try not to dive too deeply into every single console. I think that's fair to say that it, it will take about a, a 10 hours podcast if you were to go into each and every single one. But I think that the main goal here is to, um, you know, go and look at why it was special and, and, and the games, you know, the games. What do we... What do we want to play? If you want to dip back into the PS2, let's say. But that's uh, jumping ahead. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 just for everyone to know, like going into this, uh, Tom is our resident gaming expert, so he'll be uh, giving you all the the deets around, kind of like the the, the deep details of each console. Uh, and I am a person that loves video games, but I don't go as as uh, as deep into it as as Tom does. And uh, but I've got some pretty interesting kind of like memories of of some of these games that I just want to like figure out. Are they legit, or am I just making these things up in my head? And uh, Tom, set me straight. <laughs> and I think I think the the last disclaimer also is that I do work for Sony. Uh, I think it's worth mentioning now at the start of it. So I don't work for PlayStation in particular because that's a different company, that's a sister company. But I do work for Sony, so I do have some knowledge of things that are going back, you know, in, happening in the background. But um, I'll also won't be divulging any of it. Uh, but what I'll do is share the experience, um, especially in the later stages now, um, uh, through the PlayStation 4. I think that's what that's kind of when I started working for Sony. And anyway, it'll be mentioned, but I thought it would be it was good to sort of yeah. put it out there that I do work for a company that is somehow slightly related to PlayStation. Yeah, so we've got a little bit of credibility, just a little bit, and any any shred of credibility we do have, we actually can't tell you about. But we do have credibility. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, so, uh, shall we dive into our first console? Yeah, start start at the start, JC. Start at the start. Okay, so I was actually going to start with PS1, but Tom just earlier kind of mentioned that it actually is not PS1. It is PlayStation, and PS1 actually comes a little bit later, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, the way we're going to kind of kick each of these off is have a little bit of a, of a kind of cultural grounding in regards to what was more or less happening in the world when these play when these consoles mm -hmm. launched in the case of ps1 it launched in 1994 and was the main console for playstation for sony uh, up until 2000 so between 94 and 2000 just things that kind of we pulled out is like really this launches at the at the birth of the internet right it's yeah. like this is when the internet really is becoming available all of us are on aol listening to like oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and doing all that stuff. Um, the whole world is thinking the world is coming to an end because it's going to be mm -hmm. Y2K and we're all going to like lose energy for the foreseeable future or whatever. Um, and then nothing happens. Um, <laughs> planes, and, planes were meant to fall out of the sky as well. I remember that yeah. one. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, and, and, just, and, and just through sheer desperation as we're facing down Y2K, the whole world gives up and hence France wins the World <laughs> Cup. Oh, you knew that was coming. You knew that was coming. Uh, you little... <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but France does win the World Cup in 1998. It was a shout out to half of our brand, which is the French brand, um, <laughs> with uh, Thierry Henry leading that charge. Um, and, more of a Zidane and, thing. More of a Zidane and, thing. And uh, well, there was a headbutt, and we don't yeah. we don't talk. No, about that's no, 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 no. That's 2006. Oh, that's don't right. Jump. It is like yes. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I got I got my World Cups confused, um, but uh, so the PS1 launches during this time, and for me, one of the big kind of like changes with the PS1 was the fact that it had a disc, um, yeah. and this was kind of pretty pretty game changing in the industry that it was no longer cartridge based. Um, so what's the history behind that one, dude? So I think I think yeah the the what we want to put again put it in context to very briefly um, explain how Sony launched itself into the video game industry, right? Um, so that apparently this, apparently this, there was, it, it was unknown facts um, up until very recently where uh, it was revealed that um, Sony was working in partnership with Nintendo to launch a Super Nintendo CD, I think was the name of it. Um, and Sony was meant to produce, um, or there was, there was a, a, uh, a beta version that was produced of it of the Super Nintendo CD, where it was just an add-on um, that you stick to the base of the Super Nintendo and you put a CD in there. But sort of like the Mega CD on the Mega Drive, if you had the oh, yeah. Yeah. Sega. Um, and I think in 91, what I have on my notes here, yeah, 91, um, Sony announced that it would, it would be a thing, you know, there would be a Super Nintendo CD. And Nintendo went, nah. We don't want to do that anymore um, because we can't sort of work out uh, how we're going to split profits and costs and all that. You know, it's a, it's a money uh, decision, the usual. and they decided to go and uh, partner. Nintendo did um, decide to go and partner with um, Philips to do exactly that to launch the uh, the next um, add-on for the SNES. Um, but that never actually happened, I believe, because there was no to. I think I can't recall any extension or add-on yeah. to the Super Nintendo that involved CDs or anything like that. Um, so obviously the move from Nintendo massively annoyed um, Sony, which was a, a massive, cons- um, what was it, what's the word? Um, compose- what's, the, what's the actual word I use? Um, consumer, electronics. consumer electronics leader. Yeah, that's yeah. the word. Um, thank you. Um, and they say, you know what, we're going to create a division of Sony, which is going to be SCE, Sony Computer Entertainment. And we are going to create a console 100%, made 100% by us and the way we want it to be. And bang, a um, couple of years later, they came up with the Sony PlayStation 1 or Sony PlayStation, as they call it. You know, So you piss off Sony and they create their own brand basically that's what happened thanks nintendo so they went all, all fubu for us by us man nice. exactly well, you know what enough enough of this um so and, and hence this is why um the leap from cartridges to cd-based or disc-based um games started well well first of all the, the thing that finally jumps out to me is um it sounds like Sony's had a bit of a of a history then of like not playing nice with partners because we're seeing <laughs> it with uh with Disney right now, right? With yeah, Spider-Man. Also. Spider-Man. It's like yeah. it, it's like for a while there, Spider-Man was up for ransom. We're just like, all right, Spider-Man will be in only Sony movies, no Marvel movies. And that was a thing for about what, like two months that they like stuck to their guns and then they yeah. they reconciled, they kissed and made up. 
so again again being part of the the sony movies well sony tvs and movies family um, that was going on for years before um um, the contracts thing was was yeah if sony sony owns spider-man the character spider-man the brand spider-man yep um and marvel wanted to buy the entirety the 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 whole thing and sony went you know what that makes so much cash for us that we obviously not going to let it go so they decided you know we will eventually i think there was a deal that got struck and they they said oh yeah well we give you 49 percent of spider-man we keep 51 you get to yeah. use him in x amount of films and blah blah, blah. yeah the, you, you can tell you know the, this there's a history of not really playing with others or maybe keeping your properties in check and making sure that you do that you do it the way you want to do it yeah. so you don't you're not relying on anyone else which it's it's a strength it's also um yeah. you know it can can lead you to very different ways but yeah Okay, cool. Because I think that'll come up as we look at like the 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 how the console wars are evolved between uh, mm-hmm. PlayStation and Xbox, and really how PlayStation was always kind of very, very aggressive, but also led to some really cool stuff happening for us consumers, right? Um, but kind of coming back to the PS One, now that the yeah. PS One has a disc, uh, at least uh, for me, one of my my big takeaways when I first saw that was. So if it's not working, can I still blow on it like I do with the cartridges? Because you know the cartridge is always like <laughs> you blew on it, stuck it back in, and it worked. It and works. you're doing it again. You you blew into the actual console, mm. and it's like and and then and then for some reason I saw a headline the other day, which once again maybe came full circle. And if you saw this, that like I, this was a legit press release. Like Sony, no, was it Sony or PlayStation? Sorry, uh, Sony or Xbox. One of the two, Sony or Xbox, was asking people not to vape into the console. Xbox, Xbox. What the heck was that about? Uh, it's just some people could say it's got, basically the, the the again we'll we'll touch on it later on when we talk about the, the 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 next generation, which is now the current generation, PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Um, <clears throat> they are giant. Like the, the the new consoles generation are literally just giant fans. So the, because they want to keep things quiet and cool, so the play, the Xbox is just this huge oh. tower, and people were just blowing smoke up it. So to see if the fan would just keep it <laughs> up on the top of the console. That's awesome! <laughs> I love went, it. You just you can't do that. Please don't do it. <laughs> You're gonna ruin it. <laughs> so. Um... That's hilarious. It's funny. It's like we go from like blowing into the console just to like keep it working to like, let's see what happens when you vape yeah. through it. Uh, but coming back to, to kind of PlayStation 1, then like for, for us kids, I was definitely like a Sega Nintendo kid uh, for sure. And, and, and more like funny enough, I was more of a Sega kid, if I'm honest. Um, Same. Uh, and uh, why would someone want to make the move to PS1? What, what, why was it a big deal? So I think, I think PS1 was really the transition be, um, from 2D to 3D. Um, but 3D done, yeah. um, done properly, you know. Uh, yeah. Granted, now if you go back, you know, I I I would, <laughs> I would uh, give you a challenge to go back and play the PlayStation One now after where we are now. <laughs> it's it just it's not aged well. But at the time, um, you looked at, you know, I think you've got Virtual Fighter on your list. I think it's more Tekken. So, so as a fighting game, you look at Tekken, you were like whoa yeah. amazing oh. you know, space you know you move you're no longer like in street fighter when you're just moving from left to right and and right to left now you can go deep you can go you know at the end of like you imagine a square stage you can go to the edge of that stage you be careful not to fall off the stage 
there's yeah. a bunch of stuff now that's integrated into it. So it's the first time that 3D gaming is done effectively and it's done well enough that it doesn't look horrible at the time. Remember, you go back to, was it 94 is when it launched? Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. Um, it, not, no other game gaming console was powerful enough to pull off um, a, 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 a great, great looking 3D games. Yeah. Um, so you, you you look at that and you say, okay, well, why would I go? What was the consoles that were that were um, they was competing against? It was against the Saturn and the Nintendo sixty four. And the sixty four, everything was um, cartridge based, and that means there's a very limited amount of room for developers to effectively run great three D games. Yeah, um, move to the CD. You. I can't remember. It was a CD. I think is six hundred and twenty-five megabytes of inform of data on the CDs, and it's a huge leap between a cartridge, which is a few megabytes, <laughs> and you jump to CDs, and it's like, whoa! I've got room to expand and room to do nice three D graphics, nice even two D hand drawn two D, um, you know. And it was easy to develop as well. Yeah. And and well and, and to on the 3D graphics bit, it's like I felt like I'd only seen graphics like that before uh, on actual um, uh, arcade video games. Well, no, like in the arcade, like when I went to arcade, right? Um, and then it's the first time that I saw it in a console, where I was like, oh wait a second, like I can get that experience here. And, and Tekken in particular stands out because for me, like the Tekken, like I'm sure there's a lot of like like the graphical elements were super amazing, like but for me, Tekken was still like the game where I could kick like Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, like, that 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 yeah. that was how I remember like the the roundhouse kicks they did and stuff like that. Just like <laughs> so cool when the camera just like zoomed around them, it was amazing. Uh, so that yeah. for me is like a real memory of of Tekken. But um, uh, with with PS One, it definitely felt like there was a big change. I think we were talking about earlier from talking about like eight bit graphics to sixteen bit to thirty two bit. Oh yes. And how Nintendo followed that logic, and then PS One or sorry, PlayStation just went. Don't worry about megabits. It's like it's about the graphics. Yeah, so it's it's kind of the end of the the well, the end. There's not really been an end of in terms of console wars, but like the. Do you remember how Nintendo and Sega fans used to go at each other then? Because yeah. Sony was a new player, that's sort of that that's that's disappeared because it's like oh well. They're the new new cool kids, you know. They just started school here, you know. It's the cool kid with the long hair. <laughs> so that was them. Then it's like they they got in there. Sega was still there with the Sega Saturn, which was not doing well in Europe. Well, no, in Europe they did okay. Didn't do well in the US. Did amazingly well in Japan, um, which is the home of PlayStation now. Yep. Um, but Sega was sort of, sort of already on the way down there. Um, they they never really managed to go past the Mega Drive in terms of successful consoles. You can argue the Dreamcast, but that's for later. Um, and then Nintendo was the same the same thing. Um, sixty four was okay, and they, they named it the sixty four. And they, they were still playing into that yeah. bits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sega Saturn and PlayStation One. There's no mention of it. You know, this yeah. it's like it's three D gaming now. That's yeah. it. Like we, we don't care. It's not one hundred twenty eight bits. Not the sixty four bits. Uh, and I think we, we, we did argue before uh, before we started recording. It was like, well, I, you know, I told you, I was like, well, the 8-bit, the, the 16-bit, 32-bits, it never actually meant anything. It doesn't mean this, it's more powerful. It's just a graphic. Oh. Uh, it's an ability from the console to handle graphics and music a, a, a better way. But in, 
in the grand scheme of of a console doesn't mean shit <laughs> that's oh, interesting so it's all marketing then basically it's, a, it's, it's marketing based thing that they used to huh. um, i think that one of the ones that, that that heavily relied on this was the um is it the J- jaguar jaguar 64 whatever it's called when they they, they went full on and went oh look our console is so massively powerful it's you know it's the best thing ever they're barely sold anywhere um but they you know that was the, the, at that time in history the history of video gaming was still very much the power macho sort of element to it ways yeah. look at us you know we we've got we've got we've got um edgy games we've got this console that will blow your mind it will cook you yeah. breakfast but it's the most powerful thing you've ever seen yeah. but i was abandoned by sony they went ah look th- you know cds 3d gamings yeah. You can play music yeah. on your TV. Ooh, that's amazing. Yeah. You can play, you can read CDs, audio CDs on it. Um, yeah. You can watch high, what was it, high fidelity full motion videos on it. Yeah. Ooh, amazing. It looks shit now. But <laughs> 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 at the time, it was amazing. Um, so yeah, that, that's, it's sort of, I think to me, it's when you see a, a bit of, um, you know, like in the Cold War, when things gets relaxed and it's it's not no longer about f- a fight between brands. It was like, okay, Sony is here now. Look at us. This is what we're doing. Let's let's chill on the on the on the fight between Sega and Nintendo. You know, you guys are no longer that relevant right now. You know, you're yeah. about to <laughs> you're about to get relegated. You know, you're not here anymore. <laughs> You can go fight over your bits. We're gonna take the big yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, we'll ta- it's exactly that. We'll we'll take the money. You guys go fight in the other room. Yeah. Come back in, in five years. We'll talk. So Tom, uh, one of the things about the PlayStation is that eventually got called PS One. Actually, was a, a separate console they launched. What's what was that about? Um, so yeah, the, that was to um, avoid confusion with the upcoming um, PlayStation Two. Because um, obviously the the PlayStation at the time was called Sony PlayStation, not PlayStation One. Because obviously they, I don't think they were ready for the success um, of the PlayStation One, and maybe there was no follow up. Maybe don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this they they Sony went out of their way and they kind of repackaged, uh, reformatted their PlayStation, the original PlayStation, uh, into a smaller console, uh, which was rebranded and a PS One. And I got released uh, mid two thousand. Um, uh, I believe the PlayStation Two was already out at that time, because uh, the okay. PlayStation Two came out also in two thousand. Um, <clears throat> so they re-released it to sort of um, extend the life of the PlayStation One, uh, which was still selling very well at that at that point. Um, so that's there's not nothing. I think tech technologically there's not a massive breakthrough between the PlayStation and the PlayStation one is just a smaller version of it. Um, and a and sexy looking version of it as well. Cause it looks, it looks, I think it looks pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's, I think it's just a, re- a rebranding in a way of the PlayStation one of the PlayStation to PlayStation one, just not to confuse everyone like Microsoft's doing right now with the Xbox, which we'll yeah. um, get to. Cool. Uh, all right. So with a PlayStation, any any uh, one game that you want to recommend to people to, to get into any or any couple of games that you would okay, say so, people should check out? Yeah. So I mean, if, uh, I think we we want to break it down in like, games that you could pick up with and play with your kids, or you could your kids could play. Yeah. Um, so the obvious one for me was Crash Bandicoot because that's the yeah. one of the biggest game on PlayStation One. Um, there's Spyro the Dragon, and then your favorite Tony Hawk's. Pro Skater 2, 
uh, which you, I think you mentioned and you said that you used to play that game you know, on and off, but you used to love the vibe of the game, I think is the gist of it. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, the music. For me, it was a, I think it was actually, yeah. It was the first time that, that I played like an open world game where I could just wander about in the game. And for me, it was just super interesting. Um, and uh, it was one of those games, I, th I think I was telling you that like I love playing, but I'd never played for long. Like every yeah. time I sat to play, like after half an hour, I get bored, but I would always come back to it regularly. Yes, and it's, that's it's cool a great one. game. Um, and then uh, yeah. the, the big ones as parents, as adults that you shouldn't play with your kids, um, Silent Hill, obviously, uh, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, you can play with your kids, but then that's the, the, the themes, um, the, the theme of the game is, is it's, 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 an easy, it's not an easy story to um you know <laughs> explain to your kids it's it's definitely very com convoluted and it's not it's not an easy one to explain it's um so it's out there but it's, it's it to me is the greatest game on playstation one metal gear solid uh, oh really oh cool yeah, yeah it's easily the best one um and then if you like your racing games i like my racing games and i know it was a massive um hit when it came out with gran turismo uh, yeah all oh, right so gran turismo cars, was yeah was an original PlayStation game. All right. Yeah. And the graphics, the know. graphics I remember was like nothing we've seen at the time for, for a racing game on con on home consoles is just mind blowing. You can you can also add in wipeouts because I think that, that blew people away also with the 3D and the music and the speed, uh, yeah. which was like a techni te technological demo of what the console could do at the time. So wipeout also would, would highly recommend that. Cool. All right. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the PS2. So now we're up yes. to 2000. Uh, so PS2 becomes the dominant Sony console from 2000 to 2005. Mm -hmm. um, we're going through a time where we're going through the dot-com bust. So that definitely has an impact in the gaming industry of like so many companies going, going uh, under from the yeah. original uh, dot-com bubble. Uh, we get 9-11 um, and we also have like social media is all of a sudden a thing, right? We're in the early days of like High Five um, and Friendster and, and, and possibly maybe even like early days of Facebook. Um, and then uh, also uh, Apple becomes mainstream yeah. all yep. of a sudden like apple like apple wasn't like the like the artsy nerdy kids computer but it was someone that everybody wanted and they came out with those really colorful console uh colorful uh desktops and uh all of a sudden like it's in everyone's consciousness apple becomes a thing which eventually has an impact on gaming down the line yeah but um Moving on to kind of the, the PS2, uh, one of the things about the PS2 that I, that I found interesting from what you told me earlier is that it had one of the largest library of games. Um, uh, so why is that? Like what, what made this console so have such a wide library? I mean, you, you could argue that the, the reason why it's got so many games is that it's, it's pretty simply, it's the, the, the highest selling console of all time with over 155 million units sold, right? Oh, right. It's just, it's just the highest console, the highest selling con highest, the highest, the highest selling <laughs> console of all time. So it, you could, and it was super easy to, um, again, um, develop on um, the architecture of the console made it so, and it, the graphics, there was a massive jump in graphics and, and the look of the graphics is just mind blowing to people to go from PS1 to PS2. You can see the, 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 the leap there. 
Um, so I think all of these sort of contributed to why there was so many games released. You know, I think the primary reason is obviously that yeah, <laughs> the more consoles you sell, the more people are going to are going to want to jump on that on that train wagon. You know, and trying to move their their own IP. I like yeah. that word. Um, <laughs> their their own games move to the you know their game onto that, and then also. Um, you have to look at the competition uh, for that generation. Yes. The Dreamcast, the GameCube, and the Xbox. So the Dreamcast is the last home console from Sega. That didn't do well uh, or as well as it should have done. It's a great console, very powerful too, but just didn't have the legs. I think Sega was already checked out at that point. <clears throat> and um, so as a game developer, would you go to Sega knowing that's the last you know the last few months of a console are you going to spend time and money for something that's not sold as well and you know your games are not going to you know yeah sell as good um gamecube's the same gamecube at the time nintendo was very much um, concentrating on releasing their own games so they wouldn't really they they only just very recently opened up the gates to third-party developers to come in and release games on their consoles and at the time uh, the gamecube just moved to this base gamings also um and it was super hard to super hard to develop unless you're nintendo and you know your console inside out so i wouldn't say and it didn't well it didn't sell well either the gamecube it was sort of it was super cheap to buy i remember i think it was it was about a hundred dollars when it came out but it just didn't have enough good games on it at the time of release um and i don't think the marketing was good enough also for people to see the gamecube brand out there uh, and you have to you have to also put your cast your mind back to that period where um, do you remember in the eighties, well nineties, when people like your mom would call you and say, "Are you playing Nintendo?" Even though you're on your Sega Mega Drive, <laughs> gaming was yeah. gaming was Nintendo at the time. You no, know, like yeah. your moms would go, "Are you playing your Nintendo?" They, by yeah. that they meant, oh, you playing video games." Two thousand, moms would go, "Hey, are you playing your PlayStation?" Video games was PlayStation. Yeah. So you you great. wouldn't you wouldn't your branding would have to be super strong and your marketing team would have to be super creative to exist in that in in sort of the mind of the moms that would spend their money on the console. Um True. and then Xbox launched also then. Um and thanks to Microsoft having a whole bunch of cash uh managed to survive up until now because the first the original Xbox uh, sell, sold okay. Uh, but was also lacking um, like exclusive games apart from Halo, which is the reason why I got an Xbox as well. Um, so yeah, that's why we got so many games on PlayStation 2. Um, All right. So hearing you say that, like I was interested in, the, in, in how we got all those games, but it made me think of something else. So here's, here's my hot take yeah, for this one. Uh, so... Is Nintendo kind of like the Marvel of video games and PlayStation is like the DC? So let me explain that. So Nintendo seems to be protecting their brand really well. Like yeah. they do a lot of brand management um, to make sure that, of course, like uh, we we're talking about earlier, like Mario is always going to be the star of any Nintendo console, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what, right? And and it really isn't about, it's not about the the 
attracting game developers to use the console to build bigger and better games. It's about attracting game developers to tell more Mario stories, to tell more Zelda stories, yeah. to tell more Luigi stories or whatever it may be. Uh, and really is about characters, right? Which we got with Marvel. It was really like, it was our our affinity to Iron Man and Captain America that really kind of kept us engaged with Marvel. Uh, but whereas PlayStation seems to be like, we're making a, a, a kick-ass console, come and have fun with our toys and tell the stories you want to tell. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's where DC's going now, where it's like, sure. yeah, don't worry about the continuity. It's like, come and tell a <laughs> story. Uh, we'll let you play with our toys. So I, I'm curious, like- it, it, uh, To some like, extent, to some yeah. extent, I agree. Um, especially with the Nintendo Marvel thing, it was like, do you remember this, the, the, the first sort of, era of um marvel movies like x-men and fantastic yeah. four yeah they totally. suck right? they totally sucked <laughs> so that sort of coincides with what nintendo did with the gamecube i don't say i'm not saying that the gamecube sucked but in the, there was a, definitely a time where Ni nintendo as a brand had a bit of the, had a massive dip after the super nintendo in in terms of image in terms of um sales you know, they, yeah. they, they just almost disappeared. Um, and they came back with the Wii and like the Wii's Iron Man, like suddenly it's yeah. cool again. Bang. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> phase one, <laughs> yes. phase one, here's the Iron Man of console. You can play whatever you want on it. There's a bunch of third game, uh, third party games that are getting released on it. It's amazing. Wait, wait. wait so um, are you saying that the Wii is the, is the recovered alcoholic of yes. consoles? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Have you played Wii recently? It's horrible. Like, <laughs> it, it is really bad, actually. It's, the, it's, it's a despicable console. I do not like it. I have one. Uh, just the controls, the controllers and everything. Just, oh, it's, it, it puts a massive, um, <laughs> almost an iron curtain in, between me and that console. I cannot, I cannot play it. Um, but yeah, no, I, you, I think you've got a point. To, to a certain extent, yes. Yes, there could be that. You know, it's like, and the PlayStation is Batman. Yes, exactly. Cool. It's dark. It doesn't have to yeah. do much to be cool. Yeah. Um, all the cool kids are going to it. And, they, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would agree. I would agree to a certain extent. Yes, you're right. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let that be uh, uh, podcast canon now that we believe right. this is Damn the case. Right. Damn right. All right. So, uh, but to your point, talking about games, um, the games that came out during the PlayStation 2 run, I think that there's a kind of a lot of interesting ones we could talk about, but one in particular that I, I remember vividly because less the game, because I think I only played it like a few times, but more the idea of the game was Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Uh, so when GTA came out, I remember that it was kind of like one of your friends having access to something they really shouldn't have had access to. Um, and it was kind of... Yeah, it was like the naughty game to have where you're like, oh, you're allowed to do all these really bad things in that game, but no one, like this is my friends, like no one had it. Like it, yeah. you couldn't get it easily. Officially, then, officially. Yeah, officially. It. And then you had a friend that had it and like everybody would show up to their house to play and you could barely even play it because it was like seven kids piled around the video game yeah. trying to play for like 30 seconds. But we were just all fascinated with, with the idea of it. And if you look at now, those early Grand Theft Auto games were not very good to look at no. uh, but but the notion they were fun of, though 
they were fun. exactly it was so novel yeah so what was your experience with with grand theft so auto the, the the funny thing is that back in those days but the ps2 um, era is kind of when i dropped out of video gaming a little bit just a little yep. bit so i wasn't yep. massively into the playstation 2 i, I um, own the next box i don't know why um but i gta 3 i think and vice city i think that the yeah. other ones that came out around that time yes they again again i had an xbox and i was playing halo only i think and pro evo soccer uh that time but yep gta yes is that is the time where you're like what's you know what's this it sounds bad you know and then the, the first the first it wasn't the same for me when i i didn't have any friends well i had friends who owned it but it wasn't like um uh, what's the word for it I, th- I don't think it was seen as this horrible experience i think it was more through through the media i remember um hearing about it a lot more on tv and in the newspapers where it was like this game's horrible you can go and shoot up prostitutes and you can steal people's money and you can beat people up and stuff and i was like oh, yeah that's cool that's a cool game you know it's, it's a lot more mature than what we got on, up until now in, in gaming right because you, yeah. you used about you used to play mario you used to play um, platformers yeah. that are kids friendly it was like save the princess yeah save the princess and this is <laughs> This is very serious, you know. You, you're now driving around a city, and you, you're being chased by by cops, and you you can kill them if you want to. Um, you can kill anyone, you know. Um, and it's it's so. What I'm trying to say is that it's. Um, I didn't feel the same in terms of naughtiness. I knew it was a bit woo edgy yeah. at the time, but also I think it's when the gaming, um, well, the players. So the audience was growing up. So the, you're 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 talking about people are now maybe 16, 17, 18. Yeah, true. Up with the the, the the NES, this the SNES and the Mega Drive. So that kind of game is expected to be there because it's you you want more mature content, and the graphics allow you to show those that content um, in more details, if you will. Um, so. It, it was sort of, uh, I, th- I think, where were you at that time? Were you in the US? Yeah, I was in the US. So but... I think that's for maybe there's a cultural difference between what's acceptable for you guys in the US and what's acceptable for us in France, where we're a lot more liberal with, you know, topics like sex, sexuality, um, not violence so much, but like, you know, you can go, for us, you can go live on TV and swear until yeah. your face turns blue, right? Like in the US... I remember we used to watch TV and we used to have um, guests from America, guests from America, you know, and can I swear? And then people are like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You know, just say whatever you want. You know, nobody cares. Um, so, they, you know, the, in, in certain, to certain respect, like a game like GTA wasn't as much of a, a shock to the system, to the French society, because it's, it's back in those days also, and socially there was, there was all these stories about, uh-huh. um, cops shoot i think we, we talked about it once but it's like cops shooting you know um, um black kids and um immigrants from north north africa you know like algeria and stuff like that so it's like it's yeah. there was already a, a lot of violence in the media and, and it was that was talked about already so it wasn't a big a big shock uh, to me at least uh, from what yeah. i remember those time the, in those days that Oh look, there's a video game. People were well aware that it's just a video game. You know, it's like yeah. nobody's. You don't really. You won't do that in real life. So it, I don't think it was a massive 
shocker to the system to anyone <laughs> when that came well, out. Well, no, but it's a, because this is prime, like this is, this is happening post the time when Mortal Kombat comes out, which basically yeah. gets the rating onto games to like define them as mature and all that sort of stuff. So the next game after Mortal Kombat that I can remember that, that really gets into the media from that same perspective as Mortal Kombat was Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Like I remember, like, I think it was, when it, was, it was discussed in Congress and all these things. And, and yeah, I agree. Win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that here in the, in the U.S., I agree. It's like because there's so many limitations around, like you won't drink before this age, like the the da da da, like all these limitations of things that that kids can and can't do. Uh, it it really kind of like helped them to launch the game. Like that's the best PR they could have ever oh, yeah. gotten for that game, uh, without well, the, a doubt. The, we we had the same thing with Mortal Kombat, where I think that was was a lot more um, trickier to. To, I don't know how to explain it, but I remember when it came out, it was a lot more shocking to people that you could, especially on the Mega Drive, which was supposed to be this kids friendly, well, not kids friendly, it was the edgy, again, the, the yeah. cool kids console. Um, but it's like it, up until now, you had 2D sprites when it's like a colorful game and, you know, again, platformers. And then there you go, Street Fighters is a, it's a fighting game. It's cool. You know, it's very colorful. Then you yeah. get, bang, Mortal Kombat, you know, gray colors, blood guts yep. being spilled it's like whoa you know that's i think i remember that being more of a of um, an extreme reaction from the, the the larger the wider public um grand theft auto not not so much okay interesting interesting the different perception over there okay cool so that's that's kind of the experience with a grand theft auto that that happened in in france which is very different than to definitely how it was, was portrayed in the u.s um yeah, as far as kind of my gaming experience during that time, I, I was starting the same. I was dipping out of video games a little bit. Uh, funny enough, my main memory of that time is the uh, the Nintendo Cube controller, yes. uh, which I find so satisfying to just crunch the buttons. <laughs> it's just the best. I, th- I still think it's the best controller ever invented in terms of like pure like satisfaction. It's and like I still nice. have this 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 idea that I want to buy a bunch of N64, a bunch of um, uh, GameCube controllers, cut off the cords and sell them to kids at, as fidgets. Because you know how like kids need to like have something in their hands when they're in school? I think that'd be the best fidget ever, honestly. Yeah, so that's a business idea right there. You should uh, maybe look okay. into it and get it done. You can, can get yeah. them pretty cheap right now. And then we'll get that business to sponsor the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, moving on to the PS3 then. Um, the PS3 came out in 2006 and was the main console for Sony from 2006 to 2012. Uh, during this time, we're going through the, the financial crash of 2008, time that we all love and enjoy thinking yeah. about. Only second to the freaking pandemic we're going through yeah uh but also on a on a kind of like on a gaming side the iphone launched and that made it's gonna have a big influence on games uh but also uh we get the the first uh, uh miles morales in comics mm-hmm. which we're talking about is for me it's like a huge moment because ultimately that ladders up to ps5 
having Miles Morales as their main character in this launch. And I yeah. think there's kind of an interesting through line from that moment to the PS5 uh, because the, uh, the launch of Miles Morales in comics actually has an interesting history where it was originally um, suggested by somebody in the LA Times, a guy named Mark Bernardin, uh, that I believe, for, uh, sorry, for LA Weekly, I believe he was writing at the time. And he creates an article saying about how superheroes don't have to like subscribe to, to specific cultural identities. Like, why can't Spider-Man be black? Why can't uh, a Batman be of another another nationality, right? It's like, why can't those things happen? Uh, because in a day, it's what they represent, not the actual person, right? And in particular, Spider-Man, he represents like a certain like idea. Uh, and uh, Donald Glover picks up on it. Uh, this is Donald Glover back in the days before he was actually, I think he was starting to be Challenge Campino in those days. Uh, but he was on the on the show Community. And he gets dressed up in a in a pajama that looks like the Spider-Man outfit in the in the show, as a means to pitch himself as Spider-Man, and he gets yeah. a huge backlash uh, from for like death threats, all sorts of stuff. People going like, Spider-Man can only be white, he can only be Peter Parker. Call it a day, and and people get super upset. So a Portland writer called uh, Brian Michael Bendis then creates the first Miles Morales Spider-Man comic around that time. And he definitely, he says that he took inspiration from what happened with Donald Glover and the article that was written in, in that, uh, uh, in LA weekly. Uh, and it, we get the first Miles Morales and it's a real turning point for pop culture. And it eventually leads to this huge moment with the PS five. So I just wanted to bring that one up. Yeah, that's a good point. No, that's interesting. Very interesting. Go on. Yeah, and then uh, other thing happened memorable at the time is Honduras makes the World <laughs> Cup for the first time since 1982. And this matters more than any of the things that I've said before because we get the first FIFA game where we can play with the Honduran national team, dude. And that was awesome <laughs> with the actual players, with their actual strengths and weaknesses. And it was awesome. <laughs> you know it's a, it's a good thing it's a good thing you know if uh, <laughs> uh did, weren't we playing in the same groups also was was it wasn't france honduras a thing that happened in the world cup i think i think i think we played each other this is something we don't talk about Tom. oh yeah this and was, then we this was very embarrassing and we don't talk nil. about yes, three nil <laughs> we don't talk about this <laughs> No, that's but, beside the point that's beside that's the point. beside the point it's all about showing up and participation hey you know what <laughs> I, you know it, it's to be fair to be fair though to, to be real it's 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 a great achievement because it's um it was a first it's and um dude we're, we're a country of, of six million people man yeah. it's like tiny that's like one city in france so yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 We've that's why it's impressive but you know it's worth mentioning i think <laughs> got whipped. We still got whipped by France. Uh, but the the last and and and, and probably arguably second most important thing that happened is that Tom and I met, and yep. we both had kids, not with each other, but we had kids. Um, and uh, our oldest uh, were born, so Emily and Aiden met for the first time. They're now yep. eleven year olds running around doing their stuff, and uh, the PS3 becomes a thing. Uh, mm, yeah. so, uh, th this one, I totally missed like entirely, completely didn't even touch it because we had just moved to the UK and we were 
broke as a joke when we got there and we were hustling and working our tails yeah. off constantly and there was like no time for video games so i totally missed ps3 so what what should people why should people care about the ps3 dude Woo! all right so on, on a personal note um playstation 3 is when i got um got back into video gaming like heavily um as you mentioned you know we it's launched in 2006 uh, i didn't get mine for a while <clears throat> uh, because of the price uh, i think it cost 600 dollars at launch which was hefty um spicy but the reason why it, it was so expensive it's because te- technically did a bunch of stuff um mainly uh having a blu-ray player installed in it um and blu-ray players standalone blu-ray players at the time cost a hell of a lot more than six hundred dollars so in terms of pricing they they, they, it was up there, but they did make an effort to make Blu-ray a thing, you know, to launch it in the mainstream. Um, so that's why the price was, was super expensive. Also, part of the cost was they installed a, P- a PlayStation 2 chip inside of the PlayStation 3, the first version of it, um, which also, it's not that expensive, but it's, it added to the cost of it. Um, which meant that you could put a PS2 disc in your PlayStation 3 and play P- PlayStation 2 games. So that was two consoles in one, the first version of it. Also added to that was a bunch of um, memory card slots on it. So there's like a little yep. flap thing that you would lift up and then it was you put like a SD card, you put like a mini SD card, you, anything like a USB um, stick you can shove in there. Um, so that costs also money to to add those features in. Um Okay, interesting. Yes, because, because then, the, uh, especially the point about the Blu-ray, it's like you could get a cheaper PlayStation than a Blu-ray player. Yeah. And, and if I'm not mistaken, this is during like the the peak of the Blu-ray versus uh, HD DVD wars. HD DVDs. Okay, it's not it's not the it's not the peak. Um, yeah. Exactly the peak. It's more of uh, the industry, the movie industry, especially had to make a decision in terms of what the next format would be. Do you remember they had the VHS and yeah, camera, beta camera at the point, and they had to go VHS, yeah. right? So it's the same thing here. It's like, okay, now we were on DVD for a while. Everybody adopted that. It's next. It's time to it's time to jump onto the next technology out there. Which one do you want to go with? Blu-ray, HD DVDs. And at some point, they were selling both formats um in shops and i think netflix i think that's what we said yeah netflix was um um a, a rental place only at the time they would they didn't move fully to digital uh, services and they eventually pulled the plug on the hd dvd um to what reason i cannot tell you right now <laughs> but they went wow. okay we'll go with blu-rays and that's what we do um and eventually best buy in the us also dropped their hd dvds and they said okay we'll support uh, blu-rays only and i think the fact that sony uh, is a major player in, in the movie industry certainly a hell of a lot more than microsoft um and the fact that the blu-ray was technically superior to the hd dvd um, made that the decision ultimately was made by um, retailers um, and i think movie um, studios to back blu-rays over um the hd dvds which was itself backed by microsoft uh cost a whole bunch of money to microsoft and was a massive win for playstation for sony in particular right and now now they're the default right it's like you read blu-ray is synonymous with like anything you can pop into 
a thing like a, that's a yeah, disc yeah. right there's um, no so other option yeah to to answer your your um question to why you should care and why you should jump into playstation i think there's an also again another massive leap in terms of graphics and gameplay between the two um generations so the ps2 still you know okay graphics but then the ps3 is like i remember the launch it was like when i when i when i bought mine eventually and i started playing i uh, was that game there's a, a game i found a name again but um i popped the first game in and i went and there was like a slap in the face in like hd graphics you know it's the first console to be supplied with hdmi cables and you had to update your tv if you could to a, a hd tv that's right and i was like whoa you know that's that's like you know, playing NBA 2K, for example, that like you go from NBA 2K on PS2 to NBA 2K oh, yeah. on PlayStation 3. It's 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 mind blowing. Literally, it was yeah, mind blowing. It's, it's apples and oranges. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, also, add to that the first real, well, it's the first generation to really um, rely on networks on on the internet. You know, this this sort of started it with the Xbox original Xbox and the PS2. You could access online functionalities, but I think PS3 is when they started uh, they launched the PlayStation Store, PlayStation Network. You could watch Netflix. You could watch YouTube yeah. YouTube on it, um, and then you could buy games online digitally. That was, yeah. that was a massive thing. That was like the, the first generation to do that. Yeah. You know, no longer you had to go to the to the shop and get yourself a, a physical copy of a game. You could just buy it and download it on the hard drive. Um, granted, the hard drive was was tiny at the time; it was twenty gigs. I think the yeah. first version of PlayStation, but you could plug an external hard drive to it already. Correct. And that was the the first one of the things you had to do. Plus, um, you could s- slot in the extra memory in the front. I don't know if you could put games on those um, memory slots. I think that was just more for um, because again, the, the PlayStation at the time and the Xbox 360, which was its, its competition uh, uh, also those years um, for that generation, um, they were the first round of consoles that were not just video game consoles. They were also yeah. entertainment centers, entertainment units. Yeah, You could exactly. watch movies, you could play yep. games, you can look at your photos. You know, that's why PlayStation decided to put all these memory card slots. It's because you can grab your memory card from your, your camera, stick it straight into your PlayStation 3, and then bang, you can watch your photos on your TV. You know, I've oh, done, certainly okay. done that. You know, um, it's back in those days when I, I used to travel a lot and I went to Thailand and Canada for the first time. Yeah. You know, you used to come back from your trip and say, look, mom, yeah. photos, bang, and you sh- shove yeah. it on, your, on the PlayStation 3, and there it is on your TV so, with no effort. That was amazing. It- it's the first time I remember going over to, to people's houses and watching a movie and instead of loading the movie on a DVD player, them loading it on a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I realized like, oh wait, they don't need to have anything else besides this. And it, it had never dawned on me until that point. That was the first yeah. time I ever really had that experience. So we didn't uh, mention but, on the PlayStation 2 though, the PlayStation 2 was also a DVD player. Yeah, um, that's right. Um, but we didn't mention that. But yes, it's it's... I think to me also I have memories of going to people around people's house and um, they had PS2s and they would put DVDs like I watching the Matrix on on, on yeah. PlayStation Two was a mind blowing experience. But then yes, for Blu-rays, um, I don't know anyone who had a Blu-ray player, a standalone Blu-ray player at yeah, home. Me neither. It was a PlayStation Three. Yeah, you're right. I don't I don't remember that actually. Me neither. So one of the things about the PS3 for me was interesting was the the advance in how games became way more immersive, more immersive, and they became a lot more like like movies, right? 
Um, so for example, you get like Last of Us or Red Dead Redemption. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, everybody that ever explained that game to me always said, it's kind of like playing Tombstone which had been a show that was really popular in HBO at the time. And just the fact that they compared a game to a show was, was, was very new to me about that particular system. Um, so are there any games from that system, whether it be Last of Us, Red, Red, Red Redemption, that are memorable for you you want to talk about? Um, memorable. Well, yeah, there's Last of Us. There's, uh, what else we got? Hang on. Let me go back to my, to my lovely little list. Um, yeah, I think I mentioned before GTA Five, um, but uh, yep. God, what am I forgetting? Um, Uncharted, the Uncharted series started on PlayStation. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's to me the big one. I think Last of Us and Uncharted on on those two series. Let's put it in this way because now there's more than one Last of Us. They 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 represent the brand now, the Sony brand, the PlayStation brand. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think again the 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 Uncharted series is, is in the same vein than The Last of Us, when it's now, you know, obviously it's highly inspired by the Indiana, Indiana Jones franchise. Yes. Um, so it's the same thing. It's, it's story-driven. It's uh, an action game, so shooting game. It's, it's uh, a looting game. Um, it's a puzzle game. But, you know, the, it's heavily relying on how well the characters are written, on how well the story is written it's 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 just not another platform game it's it's uncharted it's it's you know they're making a movie out of it you know again you know it's there's that connection right there when it's 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 good enough to carry to make a movie out of the uh, out of the, of the video game franchise so um and I, I, i'm sure at some point it's going to be a last of us film or something like that there's got to be um, I don't know if there was talks about a, a TV series or a Netflix series of The Last of Us. Right. Uh, maybe I dreamt that one, but um, definitely there should be a movie or something that is in that universe. Um, yeah, and I don't, is, is there really? I think I, 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 um, PlayStation 3 to me, when I think PlayStation 3, it's again, God of War is another one that came out, God of War 3, yep. I think. Yep. Um, that was massive. Um, so I, I identify the PlayStation 3 with Last of Us and, and Uncharted. Um, and then, so Uncharted is one of those games where when people, I've heard it described as on any given year when that game comes out, that's probably the best action movie of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people say, because like, it just plays so well as an action movie. But with Last of Us, what was your experience playing Last of Us? So The Last of Us was, um, again, legit. The, the only time I've ever cried playing a video game where... Yeah. You know, the first 15 minutes is just you trying to save your or run away, trying to run away from the city you live in um, that has been taken over by something. You don't know what. There's a bunch of explosions everywhere um, and you try and escape. And then um, eventually you come across the army and uh, you have that one solid by accident, I think, sort of accident, um, ends up killing your daughter. And uh, that was yeah. um, a very heavy moment um and that have uh, you know your initial reaction is like no no way they, they kill you know the the mains the main character's kid within the first 15 10 15 minutes of a game that's not something i've seen before but that's what made made that game great is that it it it, it goes it goes there right it goes yeah. to places that <laughs> you know survival well, and and making it alive and 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 it's 
I think it came out the same time around the same time that The Walking Dead. I think was also on TV. So there yep, was that, yep. that that zombie yep. um, wave of zombies. Obs- obsession. Obsession. Yeah. Our post nine eleven zombie obsession. Yep, that uh, if you tune Sorry into our, our horror our horror history podcast, you can hear all about. Mm. Uh, but one of the things that for me was interesting about that particular moment in Last of Us is that it felt like moments you only get in TV. So for example. Yep the red wedding, right? It was a moment of shock that people weren't talking about Game of Thrones. They were talking about the red wedding, specifically that episode that got talked about, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's that moment of just like shock TV that just permeates culture, at least pop culture, and everybody begins talking about that. And that's something that was interesting about that game, that it created one of those moments where you normally didn't get those in, in games. Like you would talk about the end of the game usually, or like some sort of like gaming dynamic, but not yeah. about like, in the story, this happened and it just like totally blew my mind. That hadn't been a thing, but at least I feel up until then that you had like, like those mega shocks uh, that that Last of Us delivered and in a very cinematic way. I think I think the the the, the shock that we had before in the, on the on the prior set of consoles on PlayStation Two was a different sort of shock. You know, like we mentioned before, G- GTA um, Three, correct, which is more in your yeah, face, um, yeah you know um swearing and you know again blood violence sexual violence i think last of us was yeah more more of a cinematic approach to it um where the story is something that will hit you on a personal level you know um whereas gta would be it's again gta is sort of the beginning of that you know it's like it's you can argue that it's it's um it could be movie based also it could be it could be um a story that's being told but it's I don't think it's got the same shock value than Last of Us had, where you can feel, especially now in the middle of a pandemic, you feel like this. Maybe we uh, we might be heading that way with a bunch of zombies coming. You know, twenty twenty is full of surprise. Well, at the at the pace we're going, dude, it it would not surprise me. Uh, but having said that. Talking about pandemics, uh, let's move on to the PS4. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you see how I did there? I like it. Um, so uh, during PS4 time, uh, actually, or the PS4 launches in 2013 yep. and is the dominant game up on a dominant console up until now. Yeah. Uh, when we get into PS5 launch, uh, during this time, things that happen are one: uh, Facebook goes mainstream. Like all of a sudden, Facebook's a thing for everyone. Uh, it already kind of had started already, but at this point, it becomes a dominant social platform. Uh, the, the 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 Google Pluses of the world, unfortunately, don't quite make yeah. it. Um, and then uh, there's a big shift in gaming to phones. There's a lot more apps being dropped with games on them that people are gaming on the tube when they're writing their the kind of their commute to work. Uh, people during their smoke break are coming out and gaming. Like all these things are starting to happen. Uh, but we also get uh, life moments for me and Tom, like. Tom moves back from France after a little stint of going back home to the motherland. Yep. And, and I moved to the U.S., to Portland from, from London. Uh, and life goes complicated again for all of us. Um, <laughs> but um, more importantly, uh, there's also a big moment in gaming uh, where we get Gamergate. Mm. And for, for people who don't know what Gamergate is, it's the, it was basically a moment around, I believe, 2014, 15. 
yeah, around that. where a lot of gamers, a lot of, sorry, a lot of people in the gaming community came out uh, in response to finding out that some of their favorite games were, were, were designed by women, by people of color. Uh, there was a big backlash against that about how they thought that having more diversity and game designers was actually going to make the games worse uh, and take them to a place that they didn't want to do. They didn't want rules to be broken the same way that like Miles Morales broke the <laughs> Spider-Man rule. Uh, that was not something they were too into. And I, I do honestly believe that that has a knock-on effect to some of the games that we see come up in the mm-hmm. during the PS4 period and, and really into PS5. Uh, but before we kind of dive into those, um, It'd be, it'd be great to kind of touch back on like what makes the PS4 great? What was your experience with the PS4? Uh, for me, this is where we got back into gaming. Like Aiden was old enough that we could game together. And so we bought the PS4. We still have it. Uh, and uh, so far, I've really enjoyed it. But what's what's been your experience with PS4? I think P- PS4 for me is, um, again, you know, it's, it's um, the continuity of the PlayStation 3. So they, they, they've improved on many things especially the online experience um but also that's when um you really got the full experience the full solo uh, was what's the word for it yeah the full solo full solo experience you know, gaming experience as in um or his like story driven games um yeah and, and where you know there's going to be a lot more last of us there's going to be a lot more uncharted there's going to be a lot more god of war um, and those games, you don't play them online. You play them because you want to enjoy the story. And I think that's the PlayStation, what the PlayStation 4 did was to consolidate those um, games, but also cater to the people that were looking for those types of games where, you know, again, the competing consoles um, for the PS4 is the Xbox One. The Xbox One for Microsoft is, again, it's all about muscles. It's all about power. It's all about, look at those graphics. Well, yeah. the PlayStation audience is more like, well, I want to play Last of Us. I want to play yeah. something that is going to speak to me. And I think that's where that's where to me um, the big divide between the two consoles, between the two brands is um, the two brands is. Um, I think, yeah, it's it's um, to me the best. Uh, well, I've not tried a PS5 just yet, but I think it's, it's the best PlayStation console um, out of the four. You know, yeah. the PlayStation Four is is like the it's up there um, because of the graphics that are really good. Again, this the, people were arguing when it came out, there was a, such a massive leap between the three and the four. I always argue against that because um, the games that are now coming out at the end of a generation looks really, they all look really good. So yes. obviously the, 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 the jump to the next generation is not as obvious, but when you go back to the previous one, that's when you understand, you see the subtle changes. Um, I think I think the the PS4, yeah, this it's also the start of um, well, no, again, consolidation, the cons uh, consolidation of I can't say that word. I don't even know why I'm using it. Consolidation. Consolidation. Oh, God, yeah. I never said that freaking word. Yeah. Um, of online gaming. Um, yeah. When it's yes. now stable, it's now well done. It's again, there's more games available to buy online. There's more games available with um, on online um, capability. You know, and your Call of Duty is when you can play up to like hundred hundred players on one on the same map. That wasn't you know no console, well, no generation was able to do that up until now. Yeah. Um, but I think technologically, I think it's a great it's a great generation. You know, PlayStation VR. I think we should mention um, that is the first 
um, VR experience that was um, available to the masses cheaper than the, the, the other brands. Uh, and that would work well. I mean, I, I still suffer from uh, motion sickness when I play it, so I can't really play it, but I know Emily does. Um, I think we also mentioned the uh, <laughs> the uh, going down the cage to visit some sharks. Oh, the um, shark cage. Shark cage, oh, um, which, which, you know, and, and that's, that's a different way of um, consuming games and enjoying games. The headset, I think the VR headset is is really again, it's it's a massive improvement. I, th- I think it, it it finally broke through uh, mainstream gaming. Um, yes, it's you had you had you had different brands that were doing it before, and they're doing it. You can argue they do it better, they do it worse. That's not what I'm here about. But like like mainstream affordable um, VR gaming is is now here. And there's a, a lot of good games on PlayStation 4. Um, you can play, you know, this Blood and Truth, which is like a, it's, it's it, again, it's a movie. It's it's a shooting game. Oh, oh um, what's Blood and Truth about? Uh, it's just a shooting game, but it's, it's very Hollywood driven. Oh, um, it's, right. like, it's like massive production when, you know, you go different stages, different places on earth and you shoot your way through. It's, it's very well done. Like it's, it's awesome. If I wasn't suffering from motion sickness, I would play a, whole, a lot more of that. Um, Astrobot, which is um, um, the game that is now pre-installed on the PlayStation 5 um, that was launched on PS4. And it's, it's again, it's, it's a technical demo for the PlayStation VR, but it's also a great platformer game. Um, so if you've got kids, uh, get them onto Astrobot. I know Emily's been playing that a lot. Wait, um, it, it's a, it's a platformer on VR. Yeah, yeah, and it's amazing. Really? So you you see you see you're controlling the little robot Astrobot. So you see yeah. him from high above, and he um, breaks the fourth wall as well because he looks back at you and asks you where to go. And and if you move oh. your head, you can see behind the walls. You can see. Um, below a platform, you can see on top of the platform. So you're kind of this godlike figure. Um, Interesting. Moving Astrobot, you know, it's 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 a straight up platform, right? It's Mario with a robot skin. But yeah, the VR headset, the VR experience with it makes it amazing. It makes it that you you now, like I said, can see from different angles and it changes the gameplay. Um it, and it, and it looks that's beautiful. the first time I've heard of that. Yeah, try try it. If you can get your hands on Astrobot one yeah. day, um please do it. But then you know. <laughs> Oh, Beat Saber is an, also another one on VR, which is, um, I don't know if you know, it's a rhythm game. Yep. Uh, oh, yes, also, yes, yes. Also yes, great yes. for workouts because that would, you would break, break a sweat on that one. Oh, um, nice. Because you got to avoid stuff coming at you. You got to slice them, dice them uh, all in rhythm. You know, it's, it's uh, that's awesome. You know, I, I was playing it this summer when, when we're in full lockdown, you know, because we're not allowed to get out. So I was like, you know what, Beat Saber, um, <laughs> which is... so it, it, is it like the next evolution of like the the watermelon slashing game on the iPad? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like was it's it like watermelon it's, ninja or something? Yeah. Yes, uh, fruit ninja. I think it was fruit ninja. That's it. Yeah. Um, it's 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 the same thing, but it looks cool oh. because obviously it's surrounding you. You got those massive yeah. blocks coming at you. If you don't move, you get you get a hit and you die. Um, nice. It's all music. It's all music based. So you got your headphones on. You got those massive beats. You've got um, famous songs also that got remixed for it amazing um and then also your your friend's experience of resident evil which i do i do own as well um <laughs> so yeah like we we're talking about earlier like yeah there, i've got a buddy that's got resident evil and he will not play it after the sun goes down 
like yeah. absolutely will not play just in the in the dead of day sunny day is the only way he'll play that game because it freaks him out it's too immersive this game is the again the only game like just like the last of us is the only game i cried this yeah. is the only game i literally played the first 10 minutes you have to go through a small forest and you gotta get into the house where everything happened I've not made it into the house because I spent the first 10 minutes in that forest going, nope, 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 nope. And I get to the door and I'm like, nope, I'm playing something else. I cannot. It's the scariest thing. It's it's so it's too real because you've got your headphones on. You've got you've got there's yeah. no escape, you know. This like it, that's the thing with a VR headset, you know, like when you play regular video games, you got your TV in front of you. If you want to pose and look away, you can, you yeah. know, you can you can see outside. The freaking headset it's all over it's in your face man <laughs> it's 360 there's no escape from it well uh, yeah i was telling you about like experience i had when i tried it out with the shark uh the yeah. shark cage game and there's nothing there's no interactivity with that game really it's just like seeing a movie that you're like kind of playing in and that you can look around yeah but there's no buttons to 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 do anything, right? Uh, but you're basically getting lowered into uh, on the in the shark cage down into the depths of the ocean, yeah. and would and I lasted five minutes to the point that I didn't actually make it to the shark at all. Like like actually, Fio made it to the shark. Like and for me, it was the sense of depth because I've got this thing about underwater. I've got this like slight fear of like underwater stuff. And just like being able to look that far down into the ocean and like it felt actually deep, yeah, freaked me out. Like I and when and the thing is when I took off the headset, my whole head was sweaty. Like it was t- completely visceral reaction. And that's was like, all right. For for me, it was like a bit of a moment, but also like if they can make that have me have that visceral reaction when I normally don't get like I love horror, like I don't get freaked out by by movies it means that they've they're onto something they yes. can make you feel more now as you're gaming and that's important right as you kind of move in the next stage of gaming so my, my fun story with this um well it's not it's not really a game the guy the, the shark game you met you're referring to is it's actually a technical demo again mm-hmm. um <clears throat> we we had the playstation guys um show up at work and you had to book your slot uh, to get a half an hour experience with playstation vr headset before it got released and um, you had to pick between the shark experience and um, there was like, what's the other one? There's like this, this game where you're literally driving around London shooting people. It's like a um, oh, right. London way. Yeah. So yeah. I went, you know, I'm going to try the sharks. And uh, yeah, same, same on you. I, I decided lowering. So you, you didn't go to all the way to the end, but at the end you do get attacked by a shark. Yeah. Your, your, the cage, the cage is gets busted open by one shark and then there's another one coming at you and that's when the the demo stops oh it stops when the, shark, like your, the face goes and then it stops um and i was the same like i'm not really good with underwater stuff so when they yeah. start lowering you and you've got the first, do you remember this is like clear water and it's yeah, nice, blue lights, nice fishies and you're like oh my god it's amazing and then you get through and they, they get you down like between those rocks and it's super tight and i felt like my, yes. my palms were so sweaty and I was like, oh man, the next guy is going to have to play with these. It's going to be disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they get you down and I'm like, sharks circling you. And I'm like... <laughs> yeah, it does not feel good no. at all. Like, because then I actually tried the Batman game afterwards. Mm. And that was kind of interesting because there they're using VR technology for you to really play as a detective. 
So yeah. it's not like you're running around as Batman punching people. You're going to crime scenes and then analyzing the scene from different yeah. angles. So then like someone's like falling out of like uh, like a, a window and you can like look under them and and look at like what angle they're falling in or where they're going to fall or like did someone push them out the window and it kind of to your point it kind of makes yeah. you like a spectator so it sounds like they took it to the next level with that platform game where like it really makes you like oversee the entire world and you're like this like 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 god sort of figure so yeah. and, and really that's i think where it's going to be the strength of playstation is like sorry of vr is like what other game dynamic can it pull in to make you feel you're in control of the game in a different way yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, but VR, I think to me, was the, the biggest um, technological leap in no, yeah. jump in terms of, um, of in terms of gaming for the PlayStation. I think that's why I would, if you're looking for a slightly more affordable, cheaper um, point of entry into VR gaming, then yeah. I, would, I would recommend the PlayStation Four. It's full of there's a lot of technical things that are not that have not been ironed that yet just yet. Um, so, for example, the, me getting um, motion sickness is because of the frame rate, yeah, uh, and which is what we'll talk about in a second with the PlayStation Five. But that's something that is being fixed with the PlayStation Five. Um, I think that's what the PlayStation Four Pro. I don't know if you want to mention the Pro, which is the 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 last the latest version of the PlayStation, uh, which supports 4K and HDR and all that beautiful stuff. But the frame rates is a lot more solid and it's higher on the PlayStation 4 Pro and it's sort of started fixing issues with the PlayStation VR headset. The PlayStation 4 Pro was released, um, or one of the reasons why it was released um, was to handle the the PlayStation VR headset um, because it's a lot beefier than the original PlayStation 4, right? Um, And also because 4K, because we were into 4K. But these were the two main reasons why. I I usually thought of it as like the 4K console, but it it makes sense that it would be to also enable more VR. That makes sense. So one of the things I find interesting about the PlayStation 4 as well is I feel like there's a big change in the narrative around like their main characters. And it kind of ties back to that through line I was mentioning about Miles Morales and about how the change in in having more diversity in games has become a thing, especially with the PS4, I think. Uh, And in particular, a game that just snuck into the tail end of the PS4 games, which was uh, Marvel's Avenger game. Uh, which the main character, if anybody doesn't know, is Kamala Khan. And Kamala Khan within Marvel canon is uh, the current incarnation of Miss Marvel. And she is the first Muslim superhero that's headlining a comic book for Marvel. Uh, and it's a, a huge move. It got a ton of press. And now they've even announced that she's going to get her own either movie or series in the main Marvel universe, but they made her, uh, Miss Marvel, the main protagonist when you start the game for Marvel's Avenger. And they could have easily gone with Iron Man, uh, 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 Captain America would have been an easy choice, but they took like a really bold choice in going with a character that's like, it's not a mainstream character yet because they're still developing her story. Uh, but as a character has gotten a lot of attention from the, 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 from the general community of people that are going like, oh, wait, all of a sudden, like I see myself in the video game. So I thought it was a really interesting move. So I wanted to kind of get your thought from terms of gameplay, like what's a, a Marvel's adventure like? Yeah, I, I, again, I did something absolutely rare for um, a video game is I pre- pre-ordered the game um, as soon as the trailer dropped and I saw the trailer was outstanding and I went, okay, I'll, 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 I'll get myself some of the action. Um, 
and then they released a beta a demo um a month before the, the final game dropped yep. and i actually canceled my pre-order but not because oh, of no. not because of of who the leading no, again in the demo that you it's not really strongly hinting to who is the main who the main character is you don't really see oh. it you don't see so it. even the demo didn't show no, the, de- the demo you get to play iron man and then you, you move on to the hulk and then you move on to thor and then you move on yeah. to uh, black widow yep um, and beyond that is the, the scene on the bridge and you're fighting a whole bunch of enemies coming at you and everything i think you do a little bit of um, of miss marvel along with the hulk and you're in that forest and you do um, the, the start of mission one um it's just it, I, so I did not cancel my pre-order because the, the, of um, everything you just mentioned about Miss Marvel. It's just that the game, to me, in terms of, in terms of gameplay, sucked. <laughs> oh right, I, I, okay. did, I, did, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. Um, the controls, I didn't like the, the also the graphics were good, but I think that they could have done, um, especially when you you jump off, you know, when you when you come from Spider-Man, which is the last uh, Marvel yeah. game I played, which is yeah. to me in the top three of the best. Um, ps4 games it's oh yeah for sure jump from there to this and and i think it's because it's it's again the the it's it's made by square enix which is the um uh, creator or the 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 company that does final fantasy Mm -hmm. um and i've never been a massive final fantasy fan and i've never really enjoyed anything square enix had to release yeah i said it but you know it's 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 um I don't know. There was something a little bit off about the game, but in terms of what it did and who it put at the, the forefront of the game, like the main hero of the game, I think that was a pretty cool thing to do. You know, I, I keep having those conversations with people where they say, you know, we came to the same conclusion where rep- representation matters, right? Correct. Um, you know, it's the same with Captain Marvel when he came out in the cinema with um, having a you know, in in Endgame and in, in Infinity Game, you you, yeah. you get those few scenes where it's an old woman cast, um, and it's the same there with with Miss Marvel. It's I think it's great to have something else than, again, Uncharted, one of my favorite game of all time, but leading character, white dude. You know, <laughs> yeah. we, we've it's been done before. You know, it's it's it's, it's you know the Witcher, white dude, um, and it, I think it's quite nice that you get a, a different take on 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 the leading character. I, I don't yeah. know what 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 your thought was about it, but I think I, th- I thought that was pretty clever to have that at this as at the center of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I, I think it's it's a type of thing where um, there's certain movies um, that that when you look at them, you go like that movie's not great, but it gives a character an opportunity to be somebody they haven't been before. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I think so. For example, there's like. Um, uh, a time travel movie that came out that Spike Lee produced, and I forget the name of it right now. Oh, it's yes. on Netflix. Uh, Catch you, see tomorrow, or catch you yesterday, or something to that effect. That, yeah. um, but the the point is, like, the movie actually, there's parts that aren't great the way it's shot, um, and the script is a bit janky at times. But it just creates this story of kids from inner city. Uh, school that doesn't have like a lot of funding that are able to like create a time machine with their own ingenuity and then go back in time to try to correct a crime, a, yeah. a hate crime, right? Like a crime where like somebody gets killed that shouldn't have been killed by the police, right? Like what we're seeing with George Floyd, they get to go back and fix one of those moments. And I'm like, well, the movie's good. Oh, sorry, the movie isn't that good, 
the, what they're saying is important has to be said. Yeah. Right. And to me, that that's the same notion of it as like the fact that they put somebody like Marvel put that protagonist at the center of the game is still an important moment. Sucks that the game isn't that great though. Yeah, that that that's, that's a real that's bummer. The thing. That's the thing. It's um, also it's what I had. What I um, it's my my reaction to, for example, Captain Marvel, the movie. Um, because I, I went to see that one with Emily and I was like, look, uh, it's important to me that you see there's a female female lead character. Yeah, that's exactly. Probably the most powerful character in, in the entire Marvel universe. Yep. Um, but the film, I, I do enjoy the film now, but when I watched it first, I was like, oh, it's okay. It's a bit, it's not the best Marvel film out there. You know, it's far better than that. It's not bad by any stretch. I think it did a lot of people, there's a lot of backlash because of, stupid reasons but um I, I felt it was a solid film but it wasn't as great as i thought it would be and i think it's the same with that film uh, with that game so in that it's it's it should have been something really good um up there with spider-man or you know something the same in the same uh vicinity of greatness um but it just it just isn't it's an average game um i wish i wish it was but the, the message behind it yes is absolutely yeah. Um, important it needs to be it needs to be i'm sure it, it will be seen a lot more in future yeah. games i think now because then that like leads us into ps5 right and that that's like a perfect hook into it because of what's happening with miles Morales and ps5 is launching now and the kind of the world events happening around there are like mm. so we're in a pandemic so like everyone is gaming <laughs> yep. uh, because there's in some ways there's literally nothing to do. Um, and uh, to me, what's been fascinating about it is that um, people just have fallen in love with animal crossing, that switch game, right? It's like, everybody's obsessed with it. And, and it's a real sign of the times, man. It's like, what's been your experience with animal crossing? Animal crossing. I, I've not played it at all. I know of it because of the, the it's days on the Nintendo DS yeah. Um, but it's apparently it's one of those games that is still outselling everything else. I think it's got the the the, the biggest selling or the like the biggest launch for any Nintendo game of all time. I think digitally yeah. and physically. Um, but Animal Crossing is just well, it's just what we're saying is just that you're not allowed to go outside and do the yeah. most mundane, simple things. You know, go for a walk, go for uh, a fishing trip if you're into that. You know, so yeah. what you do, you do it online. <laughs> You know, that's why also I think Minecraft is, is a great game to have in there because you can just go outside and fly around. But Animal Crossing, yeah, it's just that. It's just like you go outside, you buy stuff, you sell them to somebody else in the village and then you do that again. And then you come back and you build a bit of fishing, you build your house, you, you know. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't, I've not got Emily, you know, into it. I don't know if she knows about Animal Crossing. I think she may be aware of the brand, but I don't think she knows what it is exactly. Because I feel like it could be a game where you put in like 100, 150 hours. And as yeah. much as I like her to, to play games, I don't want her to put that time, that kind of um, hours <laughs> into a game just yet, you know. Um, you know. By the time she's 18 and she's thinking of going out and drinking alcohol and stuff like that, I will put Animal Crossing on the Switch too. <laughs> Three keep, one, keep her inside yes. <laughs> forever yes. just keep playing the whole you know, you weekend 250 hours before you get to yeah. the end of this game yeah Clubbing. you don't even have to eat 
you just keep to, going. Yeah, I'll throw you some pizza. Just throw a bunch of pizza at you. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I think I think that you had an inter- interesting point also about Animal Crossing and how it's uh, it got um, Joe Biden elected, right? It is the Trojan horse to this Democratic yeah. win, I, I strongly believe. So mm. for anybody who doesn't know, apparently within Animal Crossing, for anybody who doesn't know what Animal Crossing is, it's it's basically a game where you live on an island and like you, you grow crops and you create a house and it's kind of like minecrafty in that sense of like you create your environment but then you go trade with people you're like your crops for their crops and it's it's kind of like all really like well-intentioned and whatnot very calm game it's clean it's Uh, very clean yeah but uh within the game you can create like little like areas to go visit and so the democratic party decided that they were going to create joe's train station or something within animal crossing and it's basically like a whole town where there's like trains because obviously joe biden's talked about about bringing back like trains maybe investing in high-speed trains in the united states because he used to commute from the i think the pennsylvania area or something or delaware area all the way up to 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 dc or new york and stuff uh using trains and um the fact that they put in there, I thought was just like, it was just one of those like cringeworthy, but also kind of like, oh, they're trying. They're like, we're like yeah. oh, bless them. It's like, so I, I do believe that one in the election, uh, but that's <laughs> just my take. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what is, what is happening right now, as we're talking about like politics is like dominating our life, mm-hmm. right? Politics is absolutely dominating our life. And, uh, and, and that's what I was thinking, like, just in thinking ahead to the PS5 and the games that are be coming out, you know how like we went from playing soccer and games like FIFA yeah. to all of a sudden like being the, the, the manager, the coach, like you weren't actually playing. You were just like getting the right like players into the game, like trading for the right players, making sure the club was making money, like all these things. It's like, why can't we have campaign manager? Like all of us know way more than we need to know about the different voting districts in Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Georgia, man. Yeah. Like yeah. we know how to activate campaigns, how to get your, 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 your candidate to the right place to like deliver the right message to a particular crowd. It's like, dude, they need to make that a game. I think. And if you, if you watch the Netflix documentary about Roger Stone, uh, I think no. I can't remember the title for it. I think it's called where, where is Roger Stone or something like that. And it's, yeah. it's amazing. And it tells you all about how money got into, well, money in the US got into the, um, the politic, well, oh, yeah. the, the world of politics and how yeah. um, businesses are buying <laughs> political interests. Oh, um, yeah. In the game, you got to find which lobbyists to take uh, money go. from and which is you don't. Money. And, and it could influence the, the outcome based on who you backed. Oh, dude, I like that. <laughs> so yeah it's, that's that's when i got i started getting into u.s politics and the system the entire system around it uh which is very 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 far away from what we've got in europe um it's vastly different <laughs> it's two different worlds really the way you guys do it and the game we the, the way we do it it's it's vastly different um yeah. Uh, and, um, you could argue there's maybe there's there's special interest and in a lot of money being exchanged, but it's not as forthcoming and and uh, clear as it is in the U.S. where you can see where people's interest, you know, who who's pushing a certain product on what candidate or a certain way of a certain lifestyle. Yeah. Um, Dude, we we could make it like by season it's like you <laughs> yeah. play your first season and that's to get like the pre- like to, to get your candidate into the primary mm-hmm. and then the second season is like you actually go into like being like trying to get the presidency and stuff i think i think we can start on the third season level. third season you're trying to get the senate back yeah 
<laughs> exactly. Three solid seasons. I don't know if you want to if you want to start with a presidential <laughs> campaign right away, but certainly you want to you want to do something maybe local. You know, it's like on, on football manager, you you can start with the big you know, the big teams like Barcelona, oh, and Madrid, yeah. and, and Manchester United. But you can just start with like your local elections of the mayors. You know. <laughs> it's like of uh, Dude, I would still in, play that <laughs> somewhere in North Carolina or something. <laughs> I would totally play that. Like you're you're running to become just like city councilman, and then you got to do some like good deeds as a councilman to then become like city mayor and then governor and then senate and stuff. That'd Dude, be great. Then you get you know the- get hired. Uh, so if you, if you're a game developer and you like that idea, email us on uh, catching yes. up with yes. at gmail.com We'll take a we- cut. We have already trademarked the idea. We have royalties yeah. set up for it. You can pay us. Thank you. You can advertise on it. <laughs> ah, <feels good. laughs> so anyway, so so moving on to kind of the PS5 launch, uh, yeah. when it, kind of finishing off that through line I talked about that now we go from like 2010 Miles Morales is in comics to what was it 2018 we got him in a movie and now it's like he is like spearheading this launch right and then you get things like like Miles Morales is out of the launch we just talked about like how Travis Scott dropped a 10 minute short uh short film as like some sort of like ps5 unboxing video but it's just him going through all these things and he's got like James Blake playing on it like it, it's just become this mega event. But the interesting thing about it is like the people spearheading that of the event really speaks now to a broader audience, which is really awesome to see in this PS5 launch. Oh yeah, there's there's a lot of, um, and I, again, being working at Sony, I know how um, they're trying to be, or we're trying to be the, like the, the, the very inclusive to in, in the messaging and, and everything we do. Um, so I'm not surprised that PlayStation is doing the same in terms of, um who they're mar- marketing the console yeah. to and who they're trying yeah. to reach was pretty much everyone yeah uh, it's no longer the you know the the 16 year old in their basement the mom's basement you know eating on feeding on pizza and yeah um that is doing now now you've got to be more socially aware of what you're doing Correct. and um it, it, i think it's a great time to being in video games right now um uh, you see you see the, the marketing campaign is, is also i mean the thing the playstation that the marketing campaign is 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 again centered around the player and, and being an explorer and pushing boundaries and stuff like that yeah. um the, the playstation 4 marketing campaign was more like oh it's for the player which was the tagline um, oh. but it, 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 again that encompasses everyone you know it's the yeah. same spirit um the this one is even more so because you you do we we are in when the ps4 launched it wasn't as woke in the society right. wasn't as woke as it is yep. and sony's understood that if for your brand to work it also has to appeal to social media so there's a lot of effort that is being made on social media platforms you know getting influencers to talk about it getting yep. up that, but not just influencers that would be your white 30 year old man it's like every type of influences online well it's you mentioned aoc yes. uh got, got roped in well, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't on playstation 5 but she was playing video games also you know she was uh, trying to appeal to the kids uh she was playing among us uh which oh, believe, nice I, i'm not really sure if it's on any consoles i think it's just on, on, on mobile phones at the moment 
Um, yeah, I think it's like Steam and 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 oh, like yeah. mobile mobile downloads. I think yeah, I think maybe on your tablet uh, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, but again, you see that this again it's, it shows that it's it's now getting into um, every sort of layers of society. It's not only that the kids. It, it's moved on. It's it's grown video game. The video game industry has grown now with its audience. And, you know, you can also argue that part of the audience is now making video games. There's a lot of people that got influenced by playing the, the, the Super Nintendo and the Mega Drive. And now they got themselves into producing video games. So you'll see, yeah. that's where you see also um, something we, we didn't talk about. But, you know, this one is a return of re- retro gaming and um, new games that have the re- retro gaming feeling. And it's people like you and I. Um, yeah. who are now old enough to be game developers and they want to see those games with a nice um, HD paint, yeah, HD coat over it, but still with um, pixels and, and, and sprites. So it's, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, um, it's like I, I saw that there's still people developing for Atari. Yeah, like there's like, there's this, like, this, this, this there's like a second wave. Coming out on the, on the NES, on the, on the Super Nintendo, yeah. on... Um, what was it? The, you can still you can still put out games on Mega Drive. You can that's technologically possible. Actually, saying that on the Game Boy, uh, the original Game Boy, the great one, because I've got I've got a Game Boy. Um, oh, they, here, they, but... they put out like new new games for Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. I, I've got I've got it here actually, but I'm, I'm not gonna pull the cartridge out. But I bought a game. That, I saw this guy on Facebook that creates game for the Game Boy. Yeah. And one of them was a, a, a fairly straight, straightforward game. It's just like you're in the box and you gotta get out of the box. And the the, the character you're playing is a tiny little Game Boy, original Game Boy. So you gotta oh, really? up and down <laughs> and stuff like you. Yeah. Um, that's but that's awesome. a new game. That's something that the guy created himself, and he's um, putting on cartridges and then he's setting them on Facebook, like for twenty dollars or something. That's it's not the cheapest game, but it's, it's cheap enough, you know, to for, for people yeah. to buy. Um, so and probably tech- developing it wasn't that expensive so no no, ah. no not, not for the game boy i, I assume it wouldn't, like be, it wouldn't be that expensive so it's quite it's quite an interesting time you know nice so so we've kind of established that the, the ps5 is kind of leading the charge right now with kind of an interesting campaign in terms yeah. of relaunching ps5 uh, what are you looking forward to most in the ps5 like as far as games or technology or whatnot what's what should people be excited about as far as ps5 so, launch yeah i think i think the um so on a, on a personal level, what, the reason why I'm getting a PS5 now, right? Um, why I made the jump is so th- there was one thing that I wanted to experience was the buying a console on day one because I've never done that before. I always waited yeah. a little bit to get um, you know a discount off of someone, or for the price to go down. Naturally, they always go down after a few months. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to have that. You know, now you're you're in a in a position where financially you can do that. You know, as a forty something year old man, you you. you if you're okay you can do that um but i think the, the main reason was uh, i've got my P, like i bought my ps4 in 2013 so it's seven years old now oh it's dusty the, dude yes well not i've cleaned it yesterday <laughs> oh, there's no more dust in there it's quiet as hell um but uh, yeah i've got i bought mine in 20 end of 2013 early 2014 and um i really wanted to upgrade my system because it, it, i still own the original the only thing i changed in it was the hard drive there's an internal hard drive now which is an ssd hard drive which is a hell of a lot faster to access your game yep. uh, but it's noisy as hell <laughs> you know it doesn't matter how oh, much you clean it. it it's just noisy you put you put the last of us part two in it my it sounds like a, a plane is taking off oh wow um, so i've got to play with headphones i, I bought a soundbar 
lucky I yeah. did because then I could hear the 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 the, 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 the conversation between characters. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I think to me it was just a natural upgrade. Like a, the life yeah. cycle of 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 a, of a console is usually six, seven, eight years. I think yeah. mine's done seven years when it's, you know, I pounded that thing. You know, I played, I played the yeah. PS4 a lot. Yeah, um, and I think it's it's own a nice retirement and and i you know i need the, the upgrade for I, i'm not really too fast about the um graphic you know like new graphics and 4k stuff just yet because my tv is not 4k um i don't really mind that i don't really care for it just yet yep. i know a lot of my friends they really like well it's it's an actual you know it's a beast it's a 4k gaming it's awesome but i'm like yeah all right cool the one thing that got me excited was the new controller uh with the haptic oh, yeah um, haptic control fields or whatever it is so depending on um depending on the game obviously but i um, we're going back to astro astrobot which is pre-installed on the play, on every single playstation 5 yeah um, depending on what um ground your character is walking on so example sand or snow the mm-hmm. vibration will feel different and you feel like you're walking on sand um they, they give you they give you a bunch of weapons also so at one point you've got a um, uh, shooting arrows and stuff and like yeah. obviously when you pull the arrows towards you your yeah. trigger which is the right triggers r2 yeah. it gets harder and harder so it starts actually fighting you as you would with when actually shooting an arrow and wow um, there's a bunch of good stuff like that it's 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 again you know like let's say you're it's a platform game so let's say you're on a platform that is moving so it's going back and forth or left and right your controller will move and it's like it'll feel heavier if you're leaning towards the right so your control will be like stuff i don't know how they've done it it's That's... the end the motors that are inside is freaking awesome so I'm, that I'm, is bonkers dude and i and i keep saying you know the, if, wow. if you look if you look into video games the one thing that's the, the most important thing more than actually the games the controllers is the most important thing yeah um, agreed because if the controller sucks I mean, you, there's no, you know, the Wii that we had the discussion. The, I can't play the Nintendo Wii now because I've got to, I've got to plug in a whole bunch of shit before I can play it, and then I've got to yeah. have the the nunchuck plugged to the freaking yep. other controller. And I'm like, oh, come on, I just want to pick it up and play. Um, so that's and that's why the Xbox um, Xbox One is doing well also in the US because the controllers are made for the US markets. They're, they're beefier, they're bigger, bigger hands, but the design is amazing. Um, and the same with the PS4, the controller was amazing, but the PS5 apparently is out of this world. It's like the best thing out of the, from the PS5. Oh, dude, I'm looking forward to that. That sounds awesome. You know, it's the, ga- it's the gateway to your gaming experience, right? It's it's yeah. what defines a gaming experience. If the controller sucks, um, yeah. I had the, the argument with one of my one of my good friends from work. He's a Sega Dreamcast nuts. Like he he yeah. collects everything Dreamcast, and the the Dreamcast controller sucks ass to the point yeah. where i get cramps after 10 minutes of playing because it's it's super tight like the triggers are like they're too short yeah. um and i bought now recently um, a third-party controller from um retro bit i think Re- retro uh-huh. something or retro fighter i think the, the, the name yeah. is um that solved the issue now it feels a lot more like a, a xbox one controller like a ps5 controller it's it's bigger it's got nice triggers and now i've, I've started enjoying drink playing dreamcast again oh no not oh, again nice. for the first time 
because before nice. it, felt, it felt like a, it felt like a like a workout session where my hands would be like all crippled and like a claw at the end. Do you do you do you used to watch Friends a lot? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that episode where Chandler beats the score and, and his hand is like <laughs> that. Yeah, that's me playing Dreamcast. That's a real. Oh wow. <laughs> um. So yeah, that the, the one thing, the one thing, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward is okay. 4K gaming. Yeah, it's super quiet. Yeah, awesome. But yeah, for me, it's, it's the controller. I think that's what, and also the fact that they've um, improved the f- um, frame rate, which means that allegedly, I should be able to play PlayStation VR without feeling motion sickness or not as strong as motion sickness. So that's just I want to try that. So can people bring over their VR headset from their PlayStation Four and plug it into PS Five? Yes. Um. Not. Mm, it's not that straightforward because the the one of the port that is used by the PlayStation VR or the cam- the PlayStation 4 camera is not is no longer on the PlayStation 5 so you have to have an adapter that you order from from Sony for free they, they send it to you i'm getting okay, mine fine. next week i think um, it's it's an adapter for for the camera to usb whatever it is um, so you yes you can use your PlayStation VR headset but i do know that there's a new headset that's coming out maybe in 2 or 3 years uh, that is meant to replace uh, the current generation of, of headsets. So that would, I guess, be a, a, another giant leap into into uh, a better VR experience, I think. But you can okay. play, yeah, right off, right, not out of the box, but until you get yourself a, 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 an adapter for, for your camera, yeah, then you'll be able to play it. But um, yes, definitely you can play those, those games. Okay, because that removes a barrier to upgrade a bit more, right? People are yeah. invested in the VR set. That would be cool then to be able to upgrade it. Oh, cool. Backward, backward um, com- compatibility with PS4 games also like 99.9% games will run on PS5. So that's also, uh, funny enough, one of the main reasons why I got that when I can upgrade my equipment yeah. and I, keep, I get to keep playing my games on PS4 that I've not finished. Oh, nice. Okay, very, very cool. Um, all right, and then uh, any any juicy rumors uh, <laughs> uh, that we can kind of like uh, finagle out of you? No, <laughs> you know a lot of those. Um, all right, no, I've all got right. I've got nothing. The 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 one insider thing is that, that I can tell you though is that um, obviously Sony Productions, which is the or Sony TV or whatever you want to call it, uh, Sony Pictures and Sony PlayStation, Sony Computer. Um, Computer, oh, I forgive me. It's S, S C E, Sony Computer, yep. whatever entertainment. Um, they are this part of the same Sony company, but they're sisters, sister companies. So we don't actually get to interact as much as we I, I like to with the PlayStation people. Um, it's 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 gotten a lot tighter in the last couple of years, where we do get visits from them when you used to be allowed to be in the office. Yeah. Um, sure, but. For the PS5, it was it was impossible. Like we, we didn't get any discounts or any preferential treatment, you know. <laughs> um, but then also in terms of information that was that was coming out of the PlayStation side of things, that we got nothing. Um, okay, we got nothing. Um, I think that it'll, it'll be that way for a while. I think. <laughs> nah. All right, dude. So so then just kind of summarizing up, kind of where we got to. It sounds like uh, the the. PlayStation One introduced us to uh, motion, like three D motion graphics yep. via via discs instead of cartridges. Kind of the the PS Two introduced us to a, a much broader world of PlayStation games, just because that sold so well. 
And then PS3, we got into kind of the more immersive games, kind of Last of Us coming out, Uncharted, uh, God of War. Yeah, yeah like, like, like movie-like storytelling. And then PS4, just like the graphics took a massive leap forward. We got VR, we got like 4K and, and games started to be a bit more woke. And then hopefully PS5 takes us into the next level of games, which uh, I, I'm still putting out there is going to be <laughs> campaign manager. Let's go elect <laughs> some Democrats. Uh, you only lose if you elect a Republican. <laughs> that's that's bowser uh yeah, so, um so that's it man hey hopefully this was this was useful for everyone to kind of catch up with playstation all things you wanted to know about playstation but we're always too afraid to ask we're here to share so everybody have a great week uh go upgrade if you want go play if you want go retro game if you want just get in there get some gaming action going have fun do it with your kids uh and uh yeah just enjoy yourself Thank you for listening and we'll see you. We'll catch you in episode three whenever we decide to drop that one. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and thank you for Tom to, for, for doing the edits on these and oh. for having this idea. This has been some of the most fun I've had in a while. So thanks, Ooh. man. Cool. Well, have a good one, right. everyone. And we'll talk to you in the next one.